Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me special guest, Alundris Havens, a uh, friend of my good friend, Zach Babcock. They work together on a bunch of different stuff. Alundris, for people that don't know you or your story or anything, give us a little bit of your background and kind of how we've connected and just stuff like that. My man, and, and thank you, Joe, for giving me the honor to come on, brother. I've been following you for a while. We've been talking on Facebook. So it was awesome that we finally get a swap for shows. But um, my name is Alundis Havens. I'm originally from Fresno, California. Um, my story starts about three, four years old. My parents split up. And from there, you know, that kind of started a lot for me. Um, they were both drinkers. From there, you know, it's just they lived two different lives. And it was, you know, my dad's, he's that guy, kind of like me and you were talking about before. Yeah. Um, talking about sales is they're, they're both naturally great salespeople. Uh, my mom goes to the supermarket for two hours, can be talking to every single person she went to high school with. And then there's me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an introvert. I don't care. You know, I'm going to ask you about your day, but I don't care about small talk. Why? Yeah. Because we're not getting anywhere. And the end of the day is if I need something, you're not going to be there. So for me, it's I always channeled that out because when I was younger, that's what I was looking for was that comfort, someone to be there, you know, dealt with traumatic events. Um, so that kind of was there. And then I had a stepdad involved as well, um, who was like one of the best people that taught me lessons and kind of the worst and certain ideologies that he had to where just things that it makes sense for me. So that was it. You know, when they say question everything, that was me. You know, my parents were getting irritated with me, ended up getting kicked out of my house because uh, more on that, we just thought completely different. Mm -hmm. And again, I challenged everything I heard. You know, if you don't like a certain type of people, why don't you like them? Oh, I thought, you know, who do you like? No, I hate everybody equally. I was like, you can talk smack, I can go all day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you know, then that's how the conversation was. Um, ended up coming out. I got kicked out. I was like, okay, I'll leave. Um, and then from there, it was kind of, you know, what did I want to do? I actually could have went to colleges and from there I said, hey, I need to get out of this situation. I need to just take myself out of this environment because if I look at it, everyone that I'm surrounding myself with isn't living the life I want to live. And two, I don't like, like this place isn't for me. Obviously got kicked out of the house. I'm living with friends. And it was just like, do I really want to do it? You know, what happens when, when you take somebody who's broke, give them money, they're going to blow it all. So instead I went to the military, did that anyway. Um, <laughs> yep. But it was a great experience because they weed out, you know, who the leaders are or not. And for me, it was, hey, you're a leader. I don't care. Come day one, you know? So I was always in charge, helping people, kind of pushing it. And then for me, it was the, I talked a lot of my podcast as well about mind games and recalibrating your mind so it was me when everybody's like this sucks oh this is great you know and and from there just cheering everybody up talking smack and, and boosting that morale because yeah you know it sucks but it sucks for a reason and you got to get through it you know yeah. so it was one of those that's how they see you as a leader is you're the one cracking jokes you know oh i can do this all day in your head you're like i can't do this another second <laughs> but if you keep telling people they're gonna believe it you know so yeah. for me yeah. it was really that um love the marine corps but my second year, I tore all the cartilage in my right knee. And that's where, you know, it put a lot of mental blocks as well um, because I was fortunate. The reason why I say that is got to my unit, went for training um, three weeks later. So I was gone for two and a half months, get back to my unit for a week, oversending you some more training for two and a half months. 
do that, come home for four months, you're deploying. Come back from deployment, my unit leaves to Hawaii. Oh, um, you're actually gonna become your own boss. So that was tough. 19, 20 years old, talking in front of, you know, people in their mid thirties, accomplished, you know, have done things. So it was one of those where, like I said, you know, I didn't have the great sell skills. I didn't have public speaking. I ran into times where I start getting nervous because of who's in the room. And there's one, you know, where um, an 06 stopped in, in front of a meeting and he was just like, you're good, relax, you know? And until that day, I've never been more intimidated of someone in my life. And it wasn't yep. because of that. It's just, this guy was just 56, jacked, <laughs> probably more than I'll ever be in my life. And it was one of those <laughs> like, and, and man's talking about running marathons and every other day. And I'm like, bro, I can't compete with this guy. So it was awesome, you know, having that experience. But those were the things that shaped me. And then from there, you know, getting real tactical. Like I said, I'm dealing with people that are accomplished, done things. Well, what do I have to do? You know, I have to be able to break things down make sure I can show the significance and let them know, hey, you don't do this, this is what's gonna happen. In my case, I was charged of operations. So that was all the flight data, aviation logistics, and then also doing training. So I had to say, hey, you know what? You don't wanna send your guy to the range to be able to get qualified? Well, he's not gonna get promoted. He's not gonna be able to stay in. How do you feel about that? That's your best guy, right? Oh, uh, uh. then it's a different conversation because you have that leverage. You know, So for me, it was learning about sales that got out the Marine Corps, um, First thing I did was I went into home improvement sales, which is straight commission. And that was rough. Uh, <laughs> I did that. That was my first sales yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. So it was, you know, working with people who are a lot older than me and then me not knowing what to say in the house, mm -hmm. being strategic, not using tie downs, people checking me because, oh, how long did you say you've been selling uh, HVAC? And, and it was one of those where, hey, you know, um, I worked for, it was formerly Sears, but Transform Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. And um, the products were over two to 3,000 more. Than anyone else, yep. yep. Exactly. So it was difficult because everybody's going to beat you on price. So it was, how am I going to do that? You know, eventually it got too much because me and the wife are starting a family. Mm -hmm. um, at this time as well, I'm actually now finishing up my business management degree. So it was, you know, going to school and it was difficult because, hey, you're working 6 a.m., I'm driving out, you know, covered three and a half counties in, in Southern California, driving mm -hmm. out to all these counties, getting home 11, midnight, working on homework for a couple hours. And then either I got up at five to go to the gym or I didn't, you know, and it was one yep. of those where I was like, okay, you know, go to a mortgage brokerage. I'm going to be a loan officer. And that was tough for me. Two reasons. Um, again, you know, I'm talking 22 years old out the Marine Corps, but again, my mindset's different. I was my own boss. I knew what to do. I already going to school have this path on what I'm doing. Hey, you know, I set myself up short. I'm going to be 32 and start my own business. And it was one of those where it was that, but the people I aligned with there weren't doing the same thing. So they're mm -hmm. about making money now. A lot of them, again, you know, 19, 20, 22, just moved out their parents' house. So I'm over here arguing with people trying to fight in a room and explain who I am. They're not going to understand me, you know, and it's just because where they're coming from is different. So it was, you know, learning that, um, actually filed my mortgage exam three times. And I was like thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can I do this? Only thing in my life I've ever failed besides, you know, like geometry, biology. Yeah. And, it, and it was one where it was like, I just can't get this. Um, and when I really looked into it, it was, hey, you're waking up early every morning, you know, taking care of the house, taking out the dogs, doing homework, hitting the gym. Um, also started Zach's courses, you know, to be able to start my own podcast. 
And then it was, you know, putting time into there. So it was like looking at it, it was like, you're not a failure. You have all these things you're doing that doesn't align for you right now. So luckily, um, the wife and I bought a house. And from there, you know, we, we had two miscarriages. And then um, before my daughter was actually a week before my daughter was born, that's where I started my podcast, um, The Winner's Paradigm. And it was kind of just initially telling people was like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, you can recalibrate your mind regroup from there but number two what you can also do is is just tell yourself hey this is who i am and this is who i will be so in my case i'm going to do that i'm going to surround myself with these people that are going to be like-minded be able to give us tools so whether you're at that beginning of your journey starting your business or not you can be able to do that so that's kind of where that originated from mm -hmm. there um the second portion of how you know me and zach got to work together was kind of crazy um well hold on hold on hold on we we have yeah. a lot so let's break this down first we'll get to zach Everyone on the show knows Zach. He's been on twice. Zach's great. Um, you said a few things, and I just I kind of want to touch base on. I kind of seen a pattern going through. One, you challenged everything. That's kind of like the entrepreneurial spirit that most of us seem to have. Two, you were put into positions where you didn't think you were a leader, but it came out of you anyway because that was built inside of you. Do you think that was from your parents, the upbringing, or do you think it was from the trials and the different pressures that you had to go through with? Because most people wouldn't stand up to their parents over an issue to get kicked out. So that takes some leadership right there. But where do you think that driver, that determination came from? Uh, it's it's really both. And and I and I love it. You know, they, they were tough. And, and the reason why is is at five years old, you know, they expected me to be an adult the way we had certain conversations. Mm -hmm. My dad on the other side, you know, um, abusive, but it was one of those where I got strategic. Like I knew what not to say, mm -hmm. how to act. He would have, you know, his girlfriends over, for instance. I don't like the way he yells at you. Don't be saying that, you know, it's going to get me in trouble. So it was one of those where I learned all of these things. And then also my dad was just riding me yeah. in sports, you know, hey, every time I messed up, you know, probably didn't say the nicest things. And it was yeah. one of those where eventually pushed me away to hate sports. But early on that developed my own moral compass to where I pushed myself. So it didn't matter, you know, and for instance, at one point in time in high school, I wrestled, I was running 16 miles a day. I lost my wrestling match. My mom literally had to like get my stepdad to try to pick me up, throw me in the car because it was just mentally, I was like, I lost, I need to go run. You just ran 16 miles this whole week, every single day and your body's falling apart. You have yeah. skin splints, but it was one of those where I had to keep going because again, you know, like we said, trials, tribulations, um, I felt a lot of things didn't come natural to me. Mm -hmm. One thing I do a lot is I smile and people like that, you know, mm -hmm. but it was me not realizing that and then having the confidence issues where people label you in the box. So when I got into sales, certain things like that, I didn't think I was that good, where in reality it was, hey, like you said, all these things already shaped you into what you are. You already went through these things. You know exactly what to do. Have that conviction in for me. You know, it kind of built into it one step at a time to it was like, hey, you know, they, they laid the foundation, whether it was good or not, two, you ran away with it. Now I'm able to speak about it and tell people like, hey, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, both extremes. Um, you learn from both, but at the same time, like you're the one controlling your situation. It doesn't matter what anybody else says, you know, what boxes they label you in. And I'm definitely learning that now, you know, being around a lot of alpha entrepreneurs, business owners, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can say to people um, that have done it, that they're going to say, okay, you know what? I understand. Like, that's excusable for why you're there. They're going to be like, all right, you can always do something better. You yep. can do this. Have you tried this? And you're like, what do you mean? Have I tried? It's one of those to where you got to really take that self-reflection mm -hmm. 
you know what, you're right. I should try that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's getting in the room with people that think like you. And there's a couple more things I was just thinking when you were just laying that out. One, being an introvert, because I'm actually very introverted. You don't like small talk. I get aggravated with small talk. But most of my customers love the fact that I'm direct to the point. I solve the problems and I help them. So I take that as a, that's a skill, not a negative. And then Absolutely. the thing I think that a lot of alpha entrepreneurs like us need to remember is sometimes we have to slow down to speed up. And sometimes we have to understand that we don't have to drive, 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 drive. But when we're young and dumb, which we both have been, we just put 18, 24 hours in. We go from sun up to sundown. We do all this craziness. How has that started to change with you? Because I know who you hang with and I know how that's changing with them. How does that started to change in your life now? You know what? It, it's something that's amazing. And I'd say that as I've been the guy that works 12 to 18 hours a day, um, little recap while I was on deployment, and this is where I kind of learned really about myself was um, the work tempo was insane. You know, you're working 12 hours and that 12 hours flies but that could easily turn into 16, 18 hours, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's one of those where like people understand that that's the mission. So you will get those people that are like, I just seen you here 12 hours ago. You need to go to sleep, but certain things need to happen. They need to get done. You need to be there and it sucks, you know? So for me, I had a really bad time adjusting, coming back home. Um, I was the one screaming because that's the way it was in deployment. And it was one of those where it was like, when I get home and someone's like, well, I can't do this. I'm tired. And I'm like, really? You're tired? And like, I'm getting upset about it. And it's one yep. of those where it was like, you can't correct every single person. And it took me about a year to kind of lay out of that and calm down completely because it was just overblowing it. But it was a great lesson learning it there. Um, and like I said, before I started that podcast, when my daughter was born, I said, hey, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to make sure that I am there for her and that. So even my wife now reminds me of it. And, um, and the people I hang around with are huge on it. Zach's huge on it. You know, works. Yeah four hours a day, Monday through Thursday. And that's one thing I'm eventually going to get to, but it also reminds me is, Hey, you know, you need to take time away from the family or for the family, excuse me. You need to be able to stop working on the business and work in it. And it just gets you able to adapt and automate certain things. So before you were spending, you know, extra hours, you doing this. Now you're strategic. Hey, Monday, I do this Tuesday. I do this check emails in the morning. Um, meditating slash prayer has been huge for me. Yep. I, initially, you know, I, I fell out of religion and then now, you know, put all that, that in 2022, actually, um, I put a lot into a lot of time into, you know, self-reflection and telling myself like, Hey, we need to get better. And that's where I was able to see the link of meditation prayer is really similar, but at the same time, you know, what it's doing for yourself is making you better. You're sharpening those tools, you know, you're having that outlet. So before we used to push, 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 freak out, you know, I'm one of those that has OCD as well. So it's like, I'm doing this right now. I need to be finished with this. Hey, it's not going to work that way. Prime example, um, I, I was making sales calls at my last job and um, we ran into a problem with a nanny where it was just too much money. We couldn't afford it. We're not going to spread ourselves thin. So I go to the company and I say, hey, this is a problem we're having. I already created the corrective action plan. This is what I'm planning to do, you know, and get approached by the manager. Is your heart still in it? And after that, I was like, you know what? It's not. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here, you know, in that. I gave you the production action plan. Um, I told you it was going to take some time. You can't respect that. I'm moving on. And it was one where from there, I even, I even said was, Hey, I'm prioritizing my life, my family, getting that power back. Why am I going to work a job when I'm doing that? I'm literally making sales calls. They're just mad that I'm not cold calling in between. Okay. So what my numbers drop for one week, 
it's not like I'm going to make it for the month. And it was actually funny. I missed it by like 20 for the month. And that was quitting week three. And it was one where it was like, that was really your problem was one week. And in my case, you know, it was like, hey, I'm not, I'm going to prioritize my family. I'm going to make sure that I mentally am sane because I was going crazy at that job, trying to, you know, make those calls all day. And then at nine to 11, my wife would be home about six or seven. She'd make dinner. So nine to 11, um, would be my only time to work on homework, which means the next day I had to wake up at four to go to the gym. And it was just a cycle where I wasn't being healthy anymore. So yeah. repealing back from that, you know, building a business really gave me that time to think, develop myself and work on it. But it also made me see, you know, the significance of your time, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're saying, you know, for one hour, or in my case, you know, for a year, it was 40,000 plus my 25 extra a bonus, I maxed out. So it was like, I'm going to keep doing this or I'm going to get promoted. And that was also the option, but I'll be working 80 hours from the 65 I was working, which wasn't working for me. No. So it was, you know, what do you want to do? And in my case, it was, Hey, I love doing what I have to do, but I have to move on. And in my case, you know, being around people like that, you're easily able to acknowledge it, but two, it's a whole lot easier when you have them, you built that relationship. And they're telling you from the place of love and genu and being genuine than somebody coming at you negatively. So you're able to say, you know what, you're right. You've been there before. Maybe I do need to change so I can be that person I say I am. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of different things, again, that you've opened up there, which I love. Like, I, I'm really big and I'm kind of like you. Like, I was in church for a long time, had life happen, kind of fell away from it. But now I've gotten back into breath work, meditation, all that type of stuff. And, you know. I think if you don't challenge your beliefs, are they really your beliefs? That's kind of just how my mind works. Because if you just believe what someone tells you and you never challenge it, that's the thing. But we can do that topic later on. Um, oh, I agree. And, I agree. Yeah. And then with sales and stuff, I mean, why would you want to do 60, 80 hours a week to build someone else's dream when you can build your own dream? So I commend you for realizing that and understanding they were capping you. Because if I heard you right, even if you're doing 60 hours a week, you're capped at about 65,000. If I heard what you said right. right, where if you're doing yeah. 60 hours a week for yourself, you can probably make more than that and do something that you love to do. So I think that's just some points I want people to make sure that they heard you say. So you, you're doing all these things, making moves and, and stuff, and then you met Zach. How did that happen? Because I know you were like doing the sales thing and all of a sudden now you're you, you are a business partner with Zach Babcock. So how did that part? So we bring that loop back. How did that happen? Good question. So let's take it back real quick. Um, this actually originally started when I was about one week out from getting out the service. And um, it started with Paul Tokazuzu. So Zach posted something on Underdog Empowerment Facebook group. And then Paul responded and he, he said who he was. And at first I commented and I was like, hey, Zach, I just want to say you're truly inspirational. Thank you for um, really putting your message out there. It resonates with me. You know, I'm transitioning out the military. But you're really proving to people that it doesn't matter where you come from, you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. And in my case, you know, it was listening to him. And when people say, you know, finding that mentor, that was my silent mentor. So I'm yep. listening to his content. Paul responds back to me, hey, brother, if you need anything. So me and Paul built that relationship. And then from there, um, Zach ended up putting out the, what was it, the podcast power train, um, mm -hmm. his courses for $47 a month. So I thought there, you know, I got to buy this, put it on my credit card because I needed it, you know, and I was so interested about podcasting. I didn't think I could do it, number one, but two, it was, hey, we're going to do it eventually, you know, so it did take about six months to kind of collect it. I didn't have time. 
because like I said, you know, shuffling jobs. And yep. then finally was just like before my, my daughter was born, um, full send, you know, we're going to start this podcast. We're going to jump on it. We're going to watch all the courses Zach has. We're going to say it, you know, um, mm -hmm. join the mastermind group. So I'm talking to him and it was one of those where we slowly built that, that situation. Um, and then from there, you know, became a moderator for their group, helping people get into it. So at least they're connected with other like-minded podcasters. So if we mm -hmm. want to do, you know, connections and, and be able to do interview swaps, need help, we're there for them, right? So built that relationship up, ran into the problem, like I was telling you about the job. Yep. Um, and I said that one day in the masterminds and I was just like, I'm so frustrated with life right now. And I was just like, I have four months until I'm done with college. And I was like, my kind of thought was originally was finish college. We can move on to another job. And then from there, um, when I turn 30, 32, I can start a business because I'm going to have mm -hmm. all this sales experience and I can apply myself and I'm not going to have worries. And Zach was just like, no, I think it's far more simple than that. I think we can be able to connect other alpha entrepreneurs to the right shows, you know, get them lined with the right people so they can project their content, their message to their audience versus, you know, wasting time because the six figure entrepreneurs, you're doing so much, you can't do everything on your own. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's right. You know, so from there, we built that relationship even more, you know, um, started up the partnership and that's kind of where it took off. And, and it's awesome now, because now we have that, but it was one of those where I never thought that that would happen. I knew it would eventually be in the same room, eventually would talk to each other, but I didn't think of that nature. I didn't think it was started in a business. Like I said, you know, I was selling myself short. And then when me and him had a conversation one day, I literally said that, you know, thank you. How do you feel about a 50-50 partnership? And I just said, you know, you guys made me who I am. And he stopped me. And I was like, well, what are you doing, brother? And he's like, nope, you made yourself who you are. Yep, yep. We're helping you bring out more and developing you, but we believe in you. And that was one thing from there where it's like, hey, I know I've been pushing for so long, but to get that from that person you basically idolize when you started getting mentored by them and you're listening to all the podcasts and you're applying mm -hmm. what they're saying and you're like, man, if he's done this growth and he's went through X, Y, and Z, I can do the same. So in my case, you know, it was pretty cool doing it. And then now, you know, having that relationship with him to where it's like, hey, if I have questions, I need anything, him and Tim are there, which Tim was also the other huge part where um, just listening to the stoicism from him and, and kind of the way he was thinking. And I'm like, man, why are you just resonating with me all the time when you're talking about, you know, being the nice guy versus, establishing core values for yourself foundations saying hey this is what's tolerable this isn't this mm -hmm. is how i'm going to conduct myself those were all the things that i was trying to plug in i just didn't know how yeah yeah well and you know what's really interesting here and it's kind of funny because you know why i started my podcast i was in zach's group and he goes if you can get 15 people if you can get to 15 episodes that come on your show i'm like i can do 15 episodes i got my episode go. 22 because i just had popped it off and like i've dropped i think 77 so far um, and I have like 10 recorded, like, so, but it was just funny like that, but getting in the room with the right people, they will can, you'll connect with who you need to connect with and they'll be able to see into you, what you don't always see in yourself because we always have our blinders on. And I think that's what was really cool about your story with Zach and Tim was they were able to see the greatness in you and they were able to pull that out and help you understand where you needed to be, which we need that, especially as entrepreneurs, as people in general, we need to get in rooms, events, stuff like that. Now we're not done, but tell people where they can find you and your business. I always put it in the middle because, you know, if you do that at the end, people can hop off and they don't hear this part. So I always want to make sure they can find you. Absolutely, brother. You can find me um, 
on LinkedIn, Alundis Havens, Facebook, Alundis Havens, and then my two, or excuse me, one podcast first is going to be the winner's paradigm. My business is Alpha Influence Media. So I'll give you the link as well for the description. We can put that on there. Any alpha entrepreneurs who are looking to, you know, streamline their process, get aligned with the right shows they want to be on, if they want to be able to um, get their ideal guests on their shows, even big name guests, we can make that happen. From there, I'm also starting another podcast here in the near future, Alpha Influence Media. And that's going to be, you know, what we're actually going to give the organic tips, how to grow your podcast, um, getting other influencers on there and saying, hey, you know, how did you do it? Do you have any other tidbits so we can do that? No, I love that. I love that a lot. I think, and I know I've been harping on it a little bit, but I think community and connection and who you align yourself is key. It, it totally is key. And, now, and I want to make sure I heard you right. You were talking and you kind of jumped over this, but I think it's near and dear to your heart because you mentioned it. You said you had your daughter, but if I heard you right, you said you had had two miscarriages before then. Did I hear you correctly? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. the first one was with me and my wife. Um, we got back together. And then the second time, was where we were trying and that was kind of another traumatic event. Um, we both kind of shut down and it was one of those points where it was just tough on both of us because it was like, hey, she's going through this. I'm trying to be there, but I can't be there, but I don't know what's really going on with myself. And then it was just kind of looking at it and it was like, hey, we don't even want to try for another. We eventually get pregnant and then our daughter was born. So it kind of was, that was the, the ultimate shift there where it was like, you get to see it full circle, but you get to appreciate the child more because mm-hmm. we went through all that struggle and now we're able to share it but it didn't mold us into who we were because at those times you know it's yeah it was tough yeah no no and I, I i get it like my wife and i had one last year so i understand it's definitely not an easy thing when you said that that's like it popped up i mean like oh yeah i you can tell when people have gone through that because it's just a different look but you're right you you enjoy family and life a little bit more it's very hard for sure but definitely can enjoy Absolutely. family more Absolutely, brother. And I'd say with me, I'm really not family oriented. My family's not that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, who I am, you know, is I was always that B friend, the one you call, you know, when you're not doing anything, I'm the one that they don't invite to family gatherings. Yeah, yeah. Because I live too far, you know, and it's mm-hmm. one of those where, hey, why can't you let me know? But you eventually become accustomed to it. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm on my mission, I'm doing this. And people are like, well, you don't like me. No, I don't. It's not that I don't like you. It's just I got more important things. Well, now I'm not important. No, uh, right now I'm working on my mission. I'm doing yep. this. We're not aligning. It's not that I don't like you. It's just, hey, I'm not going to waste my time. I also don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. So me going to family functions, getting drunk isn't a thing. Nope. And it's one of those where when you really remove yourself out of it, it's like, mm-hmm. you're a square. Why am I going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to keep getting harped on for not doing what they're doing when they're not where I am or trying to be where I am? You know, so well, yeah, because you, you challenge them. You challenge exactly. them in their life. And when I say family, I'm talking about like immediate family. I like, yeah, my exterior family, whatever. I'm the black sheep too, bro. Like, cause like I've been in sales forever. I don't follow the path that they want to follow. I'm not connected in those type of circles, but then you get your family of choice. You get people that you want to interact with, deal with, love, build things together. And as entrepreneurs, I don't think a lot of times people that aren't entrepreneurs don't understand why we do stuff. They're like, I worked nine to five today. I deserve to sit in front of the TV and do nothing for the next four hours. And we're sitting here going, I can't sit in front of the TV and do nothing. That Why would I waste that time? It's like a completely paradigm shift. Bro, I, I love how you say that because I'm big on it. And that's one of those where even when I was getting out of the military, um, I started reading books and they were like, you're a nerd, you read books. And I was just like, I, I, honestly, I was upset because I waited the last three weeks. 
um, eventually got to 50 cents audiobook, and that's what kind of spin the wheels for me where I'm like, he's talking about street stuff and corporate America. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then went into there and I started listening to 48 laws of power. And I'm like, oh, that's a good toxic. book. Robert Greene. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I had toxic leadership and I'm like, are you telling me all I had to do was pick this up? And I realized how I could defeat my bosses where I spent hours mm-hmm. and being frustrated and being upset and going from A to Z, my mental health suffering. And then it's one of those, you know, where it's now where like people, Hey, what do you watch for Netflix? I don't really watch Netflix, you know, and even my, I'm a star Wars guy. I can't even, get into certain things anymore because it's like I just feel weird mm-hmm. doing that to where it's like before you know put the show on but it's waking up early and I know now kind of like I said um, one of the things that kind of motivates me not to drink is it's like okay you're gonna drink right but I need to wake up early to go to the gym so if I don't wake up early that doesn't happen I stay yep. up late the next day but then I have college so I gotta put time there but then I gotta watch the baby and mm-hmm. then the business so it's like if you prepare to fail you're gonna fail Yep. Now, in my case, you know, it's like, I got to be up early the next day. I got to be able to do this. So when we have those conversations with people and they don't understand it, it was one of those where I'm like, okay, you know, but they're not going to, you know, and kind of starting my business, two things. I had a family member tell me, why would you want to start a business? And then another one tried to tell me when I was uh, in the military was, oh, the military is cool if you stay in, but if you get out, good luck. You know, you're not going to get a job. You're not going to do this or that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And it was one of those where I was like, you know what? I've heard that so many times over my life. But then I meet business owners that are millionaires, you know, and, and they're from the military. They did all these things, get connected with people. And it's just like, if I allow people to label me that, if I allow them to be right, yeah, then I'm giving them the power. But in my case, you know, aligning ourselves with the right people, having that, you quickly learn that that's yes. not the narrative. It's just sometimes people want that security. They want that good job. In my case, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want that good job. I want my own business. Yeah. I want my time back. You know, I've worked it. The, my last job was, was awesome. You know, I was selling um, memberships to veterans, trying to help them get their disability increased. And it was cool, but it, was, it wasn't my time. And it was the sales job. So it was numbers, numbers, numbers. Yeah. And then it was one of those where I had two counselings, but it was me asking for help. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be your, your count. Get, get out of here, man. Like, <laughs> how are you going to counsel me when I ask for the help and yeah. say, hey, can we set up a call? that's not a counseling you know what I mean so don't come yeah. at me in that I asked for help like and it was one of those where it's like a lot of places are going to be like that you know you're not going to get the help unless you ask for it so in my case you know doing all those things building that routine you know that's what's eventually going to develop over time mm-hmm. it sucks while you're in it you know may not agree you may be like yeah I, I don't watch Netflix I don't hang out as much but it's one of those where it's like hey where do you want to be ultimately are you aligning with it and if not you can still work on that plan to be there yeah, success leaves clues. And a lot of times success is boring. It's doing the things that you need to do to get to the point you want to get to. And most people don't want to do that. Like my wife and I will watch a little bit of shows at night. That's just kind of a thing that we do. But yeah, I schedule, like I used to realize, man, I'm wasting so much time doing different things. And now the more that I dial it in, and I still have the day job in corporate America, which I crush. So the more I dial it in, then I'm doing the side business here and I'm doing consulting. I don't have time to do the other things. I actually got on the flip side. I actually had to start scheduling rest time because I was getting so caught up in doing, doing, doing and that I'm like, wait a minute, I got to have both. I got to have a balance. And it's, it's, it's funny you get to those points in your life, but there's certain points where you're just in that build, grind, listen to audiobooks, and make things work for you. For me, it's just life by design. You mentioned this and I thought it was pretty interesting. You didn't want to work for someone else and build their dream. 
you would rather work for yourself and build your dream, which I think is the biggest difference I find with entrepreneurs, with true entrepreneurs. There's a lot of people that have side hobbies, side hustles. They like to make a little bit of money, but at the end of the day, they're not really truly, I think the thing that really separates it is, is this something you would passionately pursue whether you got paid for it or not? I want to get paid. Don't take that wrong. But are you willing to go earn your stripes, build the network, build the business, reach out and help people? Or are you going to waste time on stuff like you said that aren't going to serve you? And then the drinking, I haven't drank since April 18th. I've gone two years before. And like right now, I'm just not going because I, I'm with you on this. Like, yeah, you wake up, and you have the headaches, you don't feel good. You've got the brain fog. You're just like, eh. How many gained more people? A lot of weight. Yeah, you gain a lot of weight. You're not where you need to be. And I think it comes down to, and tell me what you think of this, impact in helping people for me as my driver, it's more important than having a fun night, as most people would call it, but then waking up and then being off kilter for three or four days. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that's kind of it too, you know, with getting injured. My body's all jacked up, you know? So it was one of those where it was like, I'm having, okay, so every single day I have joint problems, my shoulders, elbows, knees, hips. So it's one of those, and, and now I'm having really bad back problems because I heard it in the service, but threw it out two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big challenge because it's like stopped me for the first time I threw out my back and I'm crawling all over the house, you know what I mean? Uh, so it was one of those where I was like, if I'm this bad, how am I going to drink? You know, yeah. and then I'm going to add on to all these things. So it's just, it's one of those, like you said, an alignment in kind of what you're doing there. And in our cases, you know, we have so much things going on. Like you said, you have to schedule rest time. That's problems people don't face, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times when you do, you're like, oh, you know, and I was the same way, but it really just allows you to, to hone in, you know, what you're good at. And then two, you know, when building your dream versus somebody else's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, um, dentist, you know, certain things, you go to you go to college, but you don't need to do that. You know, in our in, in our cases, um, you can get that position. Whatever you're looking to do is up to you, right? But I say, you know, building that dream for yourself is just really where do you want to be at? In my case, it was the time I want to be able to be there for my kids. I want to be able to do that, and and it was one where it was like even having that dream job, which was awesome. Um, ran into that problem where I'm like, yo, I'm literally making sales calls and take care of my daughter on the side. Like I'm yeah. making it happen, putting in extra hours. Um, it was, the company was out in Texas. So I was starting at six in the morning every day. And then I was working like six to 10 on the weekends, just so I can be able to cut time off and be like, nope, this is time for family or Saturdays. This is time to finish school. And then Sunday have all day. And it was one of those where it was like, you know, I, I work so much that I didn't realize I worked four months straight. And then it was just, you know, mentally sort of crippling. Cause it's like, now we're talking numbers. Now we're doing this to where it's like, if I had my own business at that time, yes, I could have still been working that getting through those phases, but then I could have set myself up, you know, correctly for the future and say, hey, no, this is the time we work. This is what we do. This is how I'm going to do it. Maybe I bring somebody else in and then I can be able to manage that load versus, you know, having the plethora of leads, but not being fit for that position at that time to where that's why I'm having these problems with the company and then being labeled as it. And then again, you know, um, you're replaceable in a lot of times. So you'll get fired. They're going to hire somebody new. So it was one of those where I was like, are we going to keep talking about me getting fired? Are you just going to do it? You know what? I'll walk out. Yeah. You approached me negatively anyway. So it was kind of already, you know, shaping towards that. 
Yeah, but you were already going on that trajectory. Alex Sharpen says this, and I mentioned on the episode with Zach, you know, we go into the future and create things and bring it back into the present that's not there. And that's just something I think you have inside of you. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have this ability to see into the future, to see the fuzzy dream and actually bring it back. Like someone, I think I don't remember who it was, but someone said if they would have asked, if Henry Ford would have asked the people of his time, they would have wanted a better buggy with the horse. He saw a car without the horse. You know, sometimes we just have to press through and do that. So I have this really fun question I like to ask. Um, I don't always ask it on every episode, but you get to get this question. I, I want to hear your answer. You can go back in time as far as you want, or you can go in the future as far as you want. You get to talk to one person, learn from them for a whole year, bring that knowledge back to here. Where would you go? Who would you stay with? And what would you learn? You get a whole year, and then you come back to today present. Man, <laughs> see, this one's hard for me. Um, I'm gonna say Kobe Bryant because I love Kobe, number <laughs> one, and I've learned so much from him. But two that would have to follow shortly after um, would be Nipsey Hussle and then Muhammad Ali. <laughs> just got big into Muhammad Ali as well, and it's just like learning about that, the social impact, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> you know, it was kind of. Those are things, and it's funny, like even people talk about, don't talk about, and it's the same things that they stood for as the other athletes do today. Yep. But in Kobe's case, you know, is just who he was, you know what I mean? And, and for me, um, when Kobe retired, I stopped watching basketball. Like Lakers yeah. was Kobe. Yeah. And it was one of those where it was like, this man works, you know? Mm -hmm. um, sees people in the gym at four o'clock in the morning, he's going to stay there before game time, just because he knows he, he can put his body through it. And then he's going to mess with people mentally. So they're not going to want to go through that. So for me, it was, you're dealing with all these things in your life, you know, mentally, there's no place you can take me because I've already beat that. I've already done yeah. that, you know? So when they're talking about mama mentality, I'm laughing, you know, because it's like, I've been there, I've been wrestling. I lost for two years straight. All of a sudden, you know, um, took all that time, learning growth shaped me, you know, went to the mm -hmm. Marine Corps, went through the same thing. Um, Marine Corps martial arts, you know, getting choked out every day to finally getting a little bit of technique and learning, hey, this is what I can do better, you know? So in, mm -hmm. in that case is, I would, I would love that, you know, to be able to have those conversations, have the unfiltered talk. And I know for sure he would be able to give you those tips because even watching his YouTube videos, we're like, man, we can incorporate that. We can change it. You know, we can become better parents by just mm -hmm. doing X, Y, and Z, being there more, you know, being attentive versus, you know, being somewhere, but not really there to where we're checking the phone, doing sales calls where it's like, hey, shut it out. This is their time. Yeah. So have you read the book Relentless Sin by Tim Grover? Oh, yeah. I read yeah. that one. And Winning. And there we go. That's the yeah, other yeah. one. Winning. Oh, I love I love both of them. Mm -hmm. um, personally, for me, what I took out of winning is when I do set my goals, I put ones on everything because they're equally as important. Yeah. But it was crazy reading those books and then kind of seeing it. Also, what was crazy as well. Um, that was when I first started my podcast, when I read Winning. And mm -hmm. I actually posted that on Instagram and Tim Grover put it on his story and so I was like going crazy on that and I was like just honing more into it listening to this podcast so funny thing that you mentioned that because I was like my first you know fangirl moment that kind of made me work harder yeah well and it's funny I dropped an episode today with my friend Raquel and she was like she loves Winnie that's like her favorite book and I was like yeah I'm a cleaner you know from that that whole thing like that's just my mentality with sales business that type of stuff so yeah I highly recommend that book it's by Tim Grover Get winning for or get relentless first, then read winning. That way you follow the, the path that he goes with great stuff. 
what other words of wisdom, thoughts that you wanted to share with our guests before we let them go? Good question. Um, I would just say, you know, if you're at that point right now where you're not really knowing, or even if you are at that point, because you can always do it, um, and, and it's big on, you know, who you surround yourself with, number one, but two, it's just looking at your core values, you know, and, and regardless of where you're at, whether you're making the money now, you're not making the money yet, you can always look at them and say, hey, you know, what is it? So for me, true to self, self-reflection, some people may say it's the same, but one, you know, I got to make sure that I want to do it and it aligns with who I am as a person. Two, I'm looking myself in the mirror, I'm going through it, you know, I'm hearing that constructive criticism from other people, I'm accepting it, I'm not arguing, and it's, you know what, you're right, I do have a problem. You know what, I've been working too hard in the business, but not on the business, to where it's like, doing these day-to-day -day tasks, I need yep. to do something else, you know, or making time for family, that's all things, those are core value things that you could implement and say, hey, you know, um, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to be able to be there, I'm going to be better myself. I'm going to hone in, you know, transparency. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm not projecting one thing and then posting other things that I'm doing. No, I'm going to be able to do it. And at the same time, when I fail, I'm going to admit to those mistakes. You know what? I actually did this. And that's one of those things where people are going to be able to pick up on it, be able to see from there, you know what, you're right. You know, these are the things we're doing. You're natural. Some of the gurus, gurus out there don't do that. They like yeah. to just paint everything perfect. It's not always going to be that way, you know, and, and that's one that I'd say helped me tremendously, especially, you know, having those tiny knit people is you got to dial in those core values and you got to be able to be genuine with yourself. Because if not, you know, that imposter syndrome will hit you or eventually it's going to come out that, hey, you know, they're speaking a big game, but they're not about it. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, it's going to be one thing where you're originally painted the picture. But once it starts coming out, once you, you know, deal with that adversity in your life, you're going to realize, all right, you know, maybe I wasn't as strong as I thought, but I can always work on that. Yeah, no, I love that. Opportunity and authenticity go hand in hand. And I think, because uh, you mentioned the gurus, and I do hate on the gurus a little bit, the fake ones, you know, where they've rented the Lambo and they're pretending they're something. At the end of the day, if you make over 100K, you're in the top 30% of income earners. If you make 150,000, you're in the top 10. If you make 200, you're in the top 3%. I'm not against being a millionaire. Don't take that wrong. But let's get you to step one. You know, just like you said, with your core values, with your vision, with the people you're in the ring with, with the work you put in. So I appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Thank you so much. And for all of you listening, take this episode and share it. I know you know someone that needs to hear these words. And I've been reading the comments on the uh, Apple podcast. Thank you so much for all the different comments and likes I've been getting. Have an awesome day. And until next time, this is Joe Graham with the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Be legendary. Be amazing. Go out and take action because action beats everything else that you can do. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.